Hi, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of Pour It Out with Alana Beverly. I'm your host, Alana, and I'm super excited to have you join me today. Today on the podcast, we've got part two of this little mini series uh, with my partners. And today I've got Annie McDonald from Sweet William Blossom Boutique. Um, if you know me at all in my personal life, then you know that I love, 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 love this business. And if you've been listening to the podcast um, for any amount of time, you know that I love, 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 love this business. <laughs> um, Sweet William has been around for almost 12 years and has been just such a gift to our city. Oh my goodness. I... I just don't even have enough words to say how much I love it. Their flowers are beautiful. Their chocolate-covered strawberries are literally the best chocolate-covered strawberries I have ever had in my whole entire life. And um, their gourmet apples are phenomenal. Literally just everything that they do is done with excellence. Everything is done wonderfully. Uh, their staff is fantastic. I... Um, I don't remember if I said it on the podcast or if I said it when Annie and I were just talking, but I said, you know, I've had deliveries show up at work before and they're singing and dancing. <laughs> um, just always so pleasant. You walk in to make an order or to pick something up and you're met with a smile every single time. It's consistent. Um, their customer service is just the best that there is. And uh, their product is the best that there is. And I just, I mean, I could go on and on and on. I love everything that they do, everything that they provide. Uh, I have been with them since they opened. Um, Annie and I have been friends since the beginning. Uh, we went to the Y together when we were kids. We grew up and went to school together. We were friends all through high school, all through college. And so she is just a dear, dear friend of mine, and I've watched her start from the beginning uh, to get to where she is now, and I'm just, I'm so proud to have her as a friend and um, just so proud of what she has done and invested into our community. So I hope that you enjoy this conversation with her, get to know her a little bit better, get to hear her heart a little bit, and just to hear what it's like to be um, a business owner here. I think she offers a different perspective to things because Annie, if you don't know her, um, she is as real as they come. She is a straight shooter. And so she gives us a little bit of insight into the highs and the lows of being a business owner, the good and the bad, the hard and the beautiful of it all. And I just really appreciate that. I appreciate that she doesn't uh, withhold anything. She doesn't pretend that it's all rainbows and butterflies, but that she's honest about it. And um, I just, I love her for that. So I hope that you enjoy this conversation. Uh, grab a cup of coffee, grab a cup of tea, grab whatever you got. Um, maybe you can even make your way over there first and grab a dirty pop and join us as we pour it out. Hi, Annie Rose. Hi, Leanna. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. I'm super excited to do this. So we are talking about, um, I just wanted to have all of my partners on and um, give you guys a chance to share your story and how you started your business. Um, and so before we jump into that, why don't you tell me about you? Tell us about you, your family, and 
however much or however little you want to share? Well, it all started. No, um, I am a Chillicothe native, born and bred. Um, I left after graduation to start um, college at OU. Thought that I wanted to not come back here just because I think that that was everybody's kind of it was a very mm -hmm. small town feel. And I figured we would go to like at least Columbus or something to start our lives um, with my high school sweetheart. Um, anyway, we, Logan went to o Ohio State and then I went to OU. And when we graduated, we ended up um, in Columbus together because the job I got out of school was in Dublin. And um, when he was like still, finishing up school where we ended up living wasn't very far away from each other. So we stayed there for a little bit of time, but I kind of always had it in my heart that I wanted to do something different and not work like, you know, at a desk, like in a cubicle for other people where it was kind of just breaking my heart a little bit, I think, and my spirit. Um, I had started, I'd worked in a flower shop in Athens by chance, um, Polly, from Hyacinth Bean in Athens gave me a job. My dad was not going to let me stay um, for the summer in Athens if I did not find a job. And like on the last day of me being able to find a job, I pulled into this random spot off the side of the road. And she said no at first, and then she called me and gave me a job. And I kind of fell in love with the um, free spirit atmosphere of Athens and um, the, I don't know. She just had it, the, the shop was fun and she let us like play with things and do things like I, I definitely was like the grunt worker, but I got to see a lot of stuff that was pretty cool and start relationships with people that I still have today in my business. So when I went to my other jobs and stuff, I would tell everybody like I wanted to start a flower shop. I'm going to start a flower shop. And I kind of thought it was like this dream that I had. But like the second job I got in Columbus, I kind of realized it was I was just going to keep doing the same kind of thing. And I was young enough at the time. I thought, if not now, then when, you know, kind of a situation. And so um, that's where it started. And Logan had moved back here and kind of did some odds and ends jobs for his dad and um, started another company. And um, we were here for a bit. And then I set down roots again and opened up. And then he got a job at Kenworth and we're you know married now six years six plus years and together 20 <laughs> together plus 20 plus years um and uh two kids later and you know here we are 20 years now oh don't my you. gosh you hear that Logan? <laughs> you hear that? um <clears throat> And then, so how, jumping into the business part of it, like, how did that all happen? So you worked in Athens. So, so did they just do flowers there? They just did flowers. She sold a lot of odds and ends things. Like, um, Athens has a lot of, like, small batch places or places that, like, bottle. Like, where her shop was was right next to a bottling factory for Milo's. Um, and so she sold that. She sold crumbs bakery items. She sold different things there, but they were local items, kind of like before that was really happening mm -hmm. anywhere else, actually. Mm -hmm. Kind of inspired me a bit. But, um, and when I opened with my, when we opened in 2011, that was one of the main focuses. We tried to find a local candle company. We tried to find a local sauce company. I mean, we carried a lot of local stuff for a, a, a while there. We carried Jenny's ice cream. 
um, in our first location. Um, those kinds of things. Like we were always told we had to have more than just what we were to bring people in. And at the time, like this is before social media, this mm -hmm. is before, I guess not before social media. Cause like Facebook existed and stuff, but before like social media was what it was. And like, mm -hmm you could market and you could advertise. Like I remember literally like taking like heart doilies, like paper heart doilies, like writing like handwritten things in a looking up phone book things, putting stamps on it. And like that we did mailers, mm -hmm. like straight up mailers when we first started. I just, it's, it's very weird. I don't know. I don't even remember the question you asked me. No, it's fine. <laughs> well, well, to go, let's go back just a little bit. And so you moved home and at what point were you like, okay, I want to run with this? I moved back because we were going to open it. Okay. So when, when, I, when I was living in Columbus, I moved back with my sister. Her husband was on deployment and I was living with her and working in Columbus and kind of just like in the, in the, in my free time doing a business plan and meeting with, um, the small business association, which at the time was um, meeting at the chamber of commerce here, or we were meeting in Pike County. And, um, my aunt at the time, um, was kind of at a crossroads with her, um, her life. And, uh, we kind of joined forces. It was going to be kind of a family situation where we knew we were coming back. Like I came back here because of my family, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like Chillicothe was home because my family is here. Mm -hmm. I knew a lot of people. Um, so we opened up, like we would be doing those little meetings in between before fully deciding to come back and move home. And then when I moved home, we were fully moving forward with opening something. Got a, uh, walked around for a really long time decided we wanted to be downtown, which was kind of like a scary thing at the time because there was literally, and I do mean <laughs> nothing around except like the, the shops that were here already, you know, the men's shop and Ivy's and Susie's and um, House of Design. And there was just like grinders. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. places, but not like little shops that were new. Um, I mean, Charlie's was there and they, they're fantastic at what they do. We wanted to do something that was different, um, and bring a different spin, um, to something that is traditional, you know, mm -hmm. and, and also offer services that weren't available at the time. And we knew at the time we had to have a competitive advantage because people are loyal where, mm -hmm. you know, they live and I get that. We appreciate that so mm -hmm. much now. Like people come to us all the time and they don't go anywhere else. Um, I just feel like you have, when we, when we first, we were given a lot of advice and some we learned was good. Some we learned we didn't need to listen to, but you learned by trial and error. Um, I don't know when we opened up, it was 2011. We found a place downtown and uh, signed a lease and, took a chance for a year, um, with Bob Atlean, um, who was wonderful and so supportive and, um, yeah, crazy. And you haven't moved. We did. Once. Just one. Mm -hmm. Same street. Yeah. We were at just, nine West second. Now we're at right. 90 West. Okay. Second that's right. Because my father-in-law, um, had purchased a building with the intent of us 
you know, being there. Mm -hmm. So um, it was um, a wonderful um, opportunity. We actually hated to leave, but also knew that we had to in order to grow. Like our, our space was just not conducive to what I think we figured out on the first Valentine's Day mm-hmm. when we were working in the front of the shop and looking across from each other crying, uh, <laughs> figuring out like what what's going on? How did we get here? Um, awesome. Yeah. But also like a big realization moment at that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, I forgot about that. I was trying to think earlier, like, I think they've been there the whole time, but mm-hmm. I did forget that you did move. Yep. Um, and then tell me how you got into the chocolate covered strawberries. Cause you that know, that's begin- my heart. Well, I used to make them, um, when I lived in my apartment, uh, in college and then after college, I would stop and pick up, <laughs> I would do a double boiler at my house, uh, like with a Cadbury dairy milk bar. Shout out sponsor. Um, <laughs> they, I would just make them and leave them in my fridge and like grab them and eat them. I loved them. So that's how that started. I was like, well, I'm pretty good at making those. We should try. And now I feel like we've, I wouldn't say perfected them. Um, I would, but I'll I do it. think that we are very, um, we don't do things that we don't feel we're good at. Yeah. So that is something that we do them all year long. Like there are places that pop up and they're like, Oh, it's Valentine's season. And, you know, but we literally like think that they deserve a spot on the calendar yeah. all the time. <laughs> and they are the best. I mean, I've had people send me chocolate covered strawberries from like cherries or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're fine, but mm-hmm. I, there's just no comparison. Like they are the best of the best. And I'm not just saying that because you're yeah, here. I would be. shout that from the rooftops. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> We've tried our hardest. I mean, I honestly like trial and error. And I think that's the thing too. Like we've worked so hard um, to craft something and perfect that craft. And we are proud of that. And I think that that's like the hill that we will die on is like making sure that we know, like people know that when we make something, it is actually made there. I mean, our caramel apples Mm -hmm. from the caramel to the top. I mean, we make everything small batch and small batches caramel and you know go from there so starting around covid a little bit before covid we started to also do like cheese balls for holiday and charcuteries and stuff and then when we came back from covid we we thought you know let's give that a go let's give that a little bit of a push because those were things all of the things that we do started out as like little hobbies that i love to do in my own time Mm -hmm. or that Lori is really good at making like she's a very good baker and she's a very good, you know, cook and, um, th- things that we put out there. I mean, chicken noodle soup, those kinds mm-hmm. of chicken salad. That's my mom, you know, my mom's recipe of chicken salad and, and the chicken noodle soup, we like did a trial and error tasting of like, is this good? Is this not, um, homemade noodles? Like it's just everything that we do. We want to make sure that we're happy to put our name on it. Mm-hmm you know, whether it, whether it lasts, whether enough people taste it to want to come back for it, whether it's our busy season, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I just think everybody should know that that's some places, you know, they get kind of overwhelmed. And so they start to like produce something or put out something that isn't necessarily their own. Um, we have never done that mm-hmm. ever. And I love what I, what's fun for me as somebody who's been there from the beginning and remember when you opened and to see all of the 
different things that you've added and taken away. Like there's been just different seasons of like, we're going to do this. We're not going to do this anymore. And it just has always flowed really um, easily. Yeah. Like, it's not like you walk in and it's like, oh, they don't sell that anymore. I don't know. Like it just flows. Like it's like you take something away, but you replace it with something better. You know what I mean? Like there's just a good like transitional, I guess. I also think that, you know, there's that, you got to be careful too. Cause like we got in the habit of, we have all these ideas and so we want to try them. And then you realize like sometimes all of your ideas are a lot of ideas to, mm-hmm. to be able to have everything on hand to do it like you should all mm-hmm. the time. And that becomes a little cumbersome. So I think that like where you learn, you have to do things in order to find out whatever. So like, you know, seasonally, I think are things that we will be like kind of mm-hmm. pushing instead of having everything on the menu all the time. Now, some things will be there no matter what, but like chicken noodle soup will not be on there all the time. Chicken salad yeah. will not be on there all the time. Um, and like dirty pop. mm, that mm. is something that like you know we kind of started and then like fizzled out a little bit on just because (laughs) other things started to happen and we like kind of put it on the back burner but like we're going to be pushing that a little bit more now just because that's a fun like thing and little project not a bunch of like turnover you know and, and overhead with that and um I'm going to interrupt you there for just a hot sec mm -hmm. why don't you we should have poured it out with some Dirty pop. We should have. Let's talk <laughs> about what that is because there are a lot of people who will be like, "What?" They're going to listen to this and they're going to be like, "What the heck is that?" Well, so, so um, shout out to Harbor Designs. They made me my little orange bar of my dreams that are out in the out in the front part of our shop now. Um, but basically, anytime you come over, you can get a dirty pop. We we would love to see it grow. We would love to have like little things come from that, like maybe like a little mobile bar something to come with it where we can like set up at events and stuff to do fun little things but to start out with and to like see how it goes and see if people respond um we just have a little thing in in the shop and basically it's just um this idea that i think started in utah um where they don't do a lot of like drinking of alcohol and stuff but they wanted to have something that was a little naughty for them you know in their own way and so they take pop and they make it dirty. They put like different creams, flavors, syrups in it. And it's actually kind of phenomenal what you can come up with, with that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, my dream would be to have like a nugget, huge nugget ice machine mm-hmm. to go with it, but you know, starting small and growing. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I mean, anytime you come in, you can get one. What's your favorite? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think the standard one with like, well, maybe not the Coke one. I like the Dr. Pepper with coconut and a squeeze of lime and a little bit of coconut cream. Ooh. Yeah. It's good. Sounds very like beachy. There's, um, there, there's a lot that you can do. We can do like the, uh, Harry Potter nod, which is the, you know, butter butter beer kind of flavor. Um, a lot of people get that one. Um, there's a lot of different ones you can do. So what's your favorite apple? Oh, that's a good question. I would say that we have standard that we kind of brought to the table was the salty caramel. I love Snickers and M&M. I think they're delicious. The salted caramel is kind of the perfect one though. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's caramel, tart Mm -hmm. apple, salty, sweet, kind of the perfect mix of flavors. Mm -hmm. So 
our most popular apples are apple crisp mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Number one, mm -hmm. no question. Salted caramel and Buckeye. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those are the top three, but we have a lot of good flavors. It depends on like what your taste buds are. Do you like white chocolate? Do you like milk chocolate? We have a strawberry crunch one that is super popular on a lot of different things now, but we decided to do that. We did an eclair one, which is kind of the good humor nod to this opposite of the strawberry crunch. There's just a lot of flavor cheesecake. There's, I mean, I like a good standard chocolate caramel, mm -hmm. you know, I do too. They're so good. <laughs> oh my goodness. Everything that you do is so good. And then, um, you have the candles still, you do mm. still some candles, mm -mm. no candles. No. Yeah. And so that's, a, that's a, the other thing. So, um, the Maggie and me, um, candles that you have here burning, um, she, we do collaborations with her when she chooses to do a collaboration. We used to have a lot of different candle lines that we carry, but we do not carry them anymore. Um, and Lynn, she, she puts her, I think she does a little spin on stuff. So she has them in quite a few shops around mm -hmm. town, but she does them, um, very methodically and thoughtfully, um, different scents in different places, which I think is actually very smart. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, if she would have started when we opened, there wouldn't have been a question. Yeah. We would have snatched collaborated her. and partnered, but we partner in our own way. Yeah. And then you do classes. We do workshops. Yes. So that's, that's come and go. Yes. When we first opened in our first shop, we started to do classes. We would do wreath decorating classes to engage the public. Um, that has grown into different things. I mean, we've kind of switched around from wreath decorating to wreath making swags during Christmas time. Um, we do charcuterie classes. We do, um, at, uh, Andrea Holmes has contacted us, which she is doing amazing stuff at mm -hmm. OU, uh, kind of bridging that gap of getting people in the community involved with teaching the community about what they do. And, and I think that's great. She's done like a big, a big court, like a, I don't know what you would even call that, but a lot of like Tara's just Tara Steiner's just classes for mixology. And I know that, uh, Lance Harper did a board class cause we followed that directly. We did kind of a partnership class where we taught a charcuterie class this spring. I'll be teaching a flower class, like a flower making class, um, designing class. And, um, there's a lot of different opportunities for those kinds of things, but it's all about timing too. Like we did one at Steiner's, a charcuterie class at Steiner's around Thanksgiving, had no idea when we planned it, that it was the gala night too, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So you also have to be smart about when you're, when your audience is going to be available. And I think that sometimes, you know, you'd think I was more like knowledgeable about what's going on in the community, but like, honestly, I'm at work or at home taking care of babies. So yeah. 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 But I think you do a really great job. And that's one of the things, one of the many, 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 many things that I love is that you do a really good job partnering with other small businesses and um, working together with them. I love that. Like, I love your heart for our whole downtown and, and to just see like, you know, like you said, when you started, like there really wasn't anything and to see how much everything has grown and you've been able to stay stable and to be there and to pour into all of these other businesses and to work with them, I think is really, I think awesome. I do want to say, I think it's easy to get jaded when 
you start something like that and you're the new person in town and it's almost, um, I know anyway, we felt like this, it might not have been intention, but like there were some times we felt maybe a little like, um, our ideas weren't important or, and things, so many things have changed since we've opened, but I do feel like you have to kind of see past some of that stuff because the greatness and mm -hmm. the relationships that you can form when you're not only supportive, stay in your own lane, check with your neighbors on maybe, you know, something that you want to do and might bother them because I think that that's something um, that's called respect mm -hmm. and, and, um, you would get by so much easier with people and have friendships if you did that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that we stay quiet for the most part. We don't, um, engage in a lot of things, but that's not because we don't love things. It's because we have other stuff, you know, mm -hmm. happening and we care and we want to participate and we will support pretty much anything as mm -hmm. long as it is, um, mutually respected. And, um, I think just everybody having, you know, each other's backs versus, you know, trying to go behind them. Right. So. Right. Right. Okay. So tell me what, the future looks like because you are somebody who obviously like your brain's always working and your ideas are always spinning. So mm -hmm. do you have anything um, <laughs> that is allowed to be public knowledge that well, you I mean, are... I think that the, the, I think that the public needs to know that this last, these last few years have been one of the toughest goes for small businesses. I think that we've, we've unfortunately realized that with quite a few of our own places and town shutting down, um, COVID wasn't kind. A lot of people had to close. Thank God for Valentine's day mm -hmm. when it first started, because there's probably no way that we would have made it through. Um, um, I think the kindness and love from a lot of people who supported us through all that, like COVID COVID though it was awful was kind of a blessing for us in the way that, that, um, we had to pivot what we were doing and change it up. Um, I think some of those things will never change now. Um, fortunately and unfortunately, um, for the world, uh, I think a lot of people have figured out a weird way of taking advantage of it, price hiking and, um, using it as an excuse for a lot of things. Um, but then there's the other side of that where you, you know, some places got a lot of money or they, they were given a lot of business. And then there's the downfall of that, where the economy changed, people got scared. We're a niche business. We are not a business that you need. We know that it's a luxury. Um, we are not what I would call a cheap place to shop at, um, you know, and not because we don't want to be inexpensive, but because what we do and the fact that we aren't Walmart or um, some conglomerate, you know, you have to price accordingly in order to make a living for yourself and your staff. And, um, you know, I think people forget brick and mortar means that you have other bills besides what you're doing. You have to pay your rent. You have to mm -hmm. pay your, your electric. You have to pay, you know, your phone bills and your employees. And um, so I think 
um, after going through what we've been through, I mean, there's been a lot of questions, you know, when you watch some other places close and you've already been questioning, what are you doing this for when times are hard? Because I think that although a lot of places might want to sound like it's great and it's wonderful all the time, like the truth is that, you know, we definitely have had spots where we've struggled and um, have to find creative ways to um, figure out how to make people want to buy your stuff mm -hmm. in a time like now. Um, so as far as the future, um, I wouldn't say there's any big grand scheme. I, I used to have all of these ideas and then I had kids, right? <laughs> um, and my heart and my head are always with them. Um, so like the decisions that I make now are, you know, is this going to affect me being a good mom? Is this going to affect me being available? Mm -hmm. um, I think there's a pricelessness of doing what I do and the fact that I am my own boss, I can make my own schedule. Um, that also comes with the unfortunate um, byproduct of that, which means that people just think that they can get a hold of you anytime of mm -hmm. like social media, you know, it's a blessing and a curse. Like people can just send you a message at nine o'clock PM. And I'm not going to respond to that until the next day when mm -hmm. I'm during my business hours. Cause like, I've, I just tell myself like, you know, though that exists and this world is the world that we're living in now. When I grew up, you know, my parents weren't answering questions from, mm -hmm. you know, maybe an email that they had a, a chance to get to or something, but people should not have access to you like that. And um, I think that that's like one of the, the main things too. My future means boundaries and like doing the best work that we can do, communicating with our customers, growing um, if that's in the cards. Um, but I also think balancing and making sure that we're able and, and keeping it where we're able to keep the employees that we have and maintain the quality that we have. Um, but, um, I think that with any business ours, I guess I shouldn't speak for everybody, but you go through different levels of you're up here and you're doing really well. And then there's a period of time where maybe, or like a year of time where you're just not where you were. And that doesn't mean that you're not being successful. Mm -hmm. It just means that, you know, you've got to scrap and you've got to figure out a different way to do it. So future wise, um, you know, hopefully we're around for a bit. Um, I think that it's up to the community and the support and showing up and um, keeping us around. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want us here, you got to show us that you want us here, mm -hmm. you know, kind of a thing. I mean, we, we want to be here. We want to stay. Um, I think a lot of places, um, a lot of small businesses, it's, it's a struggle. It's hard. But um, it also comes down to putting your community, supporting your community. Um, you know, we do things that I think other places, like we get a lot of donation requests or whatever. We always say yes to them. Sports, you know, sponsoring, all of that stuff. I think that that's a big thing too. Like you got to make sure that you're paying attention to the names you see on the backs of shirts and stuff because, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, that's what community means 
And yeah. your small businesses are the community. I mean, they live here. They put their kids in your schools. They, yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, I can attest to that. You've always been really, really willing um, to help out anytime, you know, being on different boards and stuff in the community that I've had to come to mm-hmm. you and say, can we have a donation for this? I hate asking. But, Everybody hates asking. Um, I think that when we first opened, we, we, we were told by somebody to like set a number, like one, this one, this one, this, like one church, one sports one, you know, and then it gets to be where like, you know, how do you turn down somebody coming and asking you for a $35 check for a yearbook ad or, you know, or, uh, or sponsorship for homecoming, I guess, or, um, you know, there's different ways. I think that even if you're not able to do something like that, sometimes you can do something where the community understands that you, want to help or that you want to support, like, you know, at homecoming we've given, we've donated like a, a corsage and boutonniere, you know, like to places or to, to something that maybe like another person wouldn't be able to come and get. Mm-hmm. So those kinds of things, like you don't have to give money necessarily, but you can like show the community that you want to be here yeah, and that you're supportive. Yeah. I love it. Um, okay. Well, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you want to make sure that you say? That's a loaded question. Um, I think, I think in these kinds of situations, cause I've done, I've done like a video with Meredith for only in coffee. And I did, I mean, there's been different things that I have done and I always feel like maybe it comes across kind of like I'm jaded or I'm a negative person when it comes to certain things. And I think that like, I, I went into this thing, I'm going to be so positive and like, you know what, but the truth is like there if you're ever going to do something like this, you do need to know that there are going to be so many obstacles and hurdles. Um, there's going to be tough customers. There's going to be, you know, people who don't want to necessarily see you succeed. Um, but I would say that the bigger picture is that there are way more people who do and who are rooting for you and have your back and are, um, so happy that you have decided to, you know, do what you do. So, um, I think just making sure I say one last time, if you want to see your small businesses stick around, you have to show up and shop with them. Um, that is a plea for, (laughs) for money. You have to go and support them or they will not be around. Um, as much as they want to be as creative as they want to be as beautiful as they want to make things as custom orders as they want to, um, you know, people have to show up and show out. Yeah. Well, I've told you this a lot privately, but yes. I'll say it publicly cause you deserve it. But, yeah. you know, as someone who has watched from the beginning, I mean, you know, we've been friends since school. And so to see, like, I remember, I'm sorry. YMCA days. Also YMCA YMCA days. (laughs) Um, But I remember like, I remember when you told me you were going to open the flower shop, a flower shop. And I just remember thinking, I wonder what this is going to be like. And from the beginning, like you came out swinging with like unique flowers, unique, everything about your shop was Can unique. I say one thing? Please don't go mm-hmm. back on social media and look at our first photos. Just just choose not to. We've we've grown. We got a little bit more of a budget. 
And but even back then, they were just unique. Like it was something that Chillicothe didn't have. You really unique did. would be a word. You brought yes. <laughs> you brought something that our city didn't have, and um, and you did. You kind of paved the way for you know what has happened in our downtown over the past ten years, and you have remained steadfast and faithful. And I think all of the parts of like feeling like you sound jaded or whatever, it's just realistic. Like there's people that have come in and they've been here three or four years and it's been well pre COVID and it was fantastic. But like you've weathered the test of time. Like you've been here through a whole lot of different seasons. You've seen the ups and downs and you've stayed and you've remained and you still continue to invest in the community. You can invest, you invest in your people that's why you have customers that have been coming to you for a solid 10 years, 12, almost 12 years now. Um, it's because of you and because of your heart and your staff has always been fantastic. Like I've had deliveries to my job where they come in singing and dancing. And um, I just think, you know, it starts at the head as with anything, it starts at the head and it trickles down. And I think that your staff is a great representation of who you are as a boss. Your shop is fantastic because it's because of all the hard work that you have put in. And so publicly, I want to say, good job. I think you're amazing. Very, That's very sweet. I will say that I don't do it alone and um, it takes a freaking village to uh, make things happen. And um, the support that my family gives, like no joke, wouldn't be able to do what I do without my mom watching my kids and the other, you know, my, my mother-in-law stepping in when I need her to do stuff and my aunt taking over the reins for everything when I'm gone. And, you know, some of the girls stepping up to do what they need to do when I'm not there, the things that I don't do. So, you know, parenting and business, it's, it's a balance and it's figuring mm-hmm. it out and it's doable. Does it make you crazy? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Does it make you a little, <laughs> Absolutely. But at the end of the day, it's worth it. Do you know my favorite? We'll end with this. But do you know my favorite thing that you ever did was when I had a Raya? And do you remember that? And you sent me an arrangement and you had like cut her name out of like pineapple. Oh, yeah. Fruit arrangement when we did it. Uh Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. So like I said. We don't do that. Disclaimer. (laughs) We do not do those anymore. Disclaimer. That was the beginning. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Um, but I think my point in saying that is like, you've always just been special and unique and what you offer to chill a coffee is something that can never, ever be replaced. Um, and it's my favorite downtown business. I mean, I don't think that that's a secret, so I can say it because <laughs> I feel like well, people I, know that there, you know, you don't have to say favorite. You can just say my, you know, first love. First love, for sure. <laughs> for sure. No, because there there's a lot nothing... of places that deserve, a, a, you know. And are athletes. fantastic. And mm-hmm. it's not taking away from them. I just, you know, there's just nothing better than a pink box showing up. So, you know. But Annie Rose, I love you to pieces. Love I'm thankful too. for you. I'm thankful for your investment in our community. I probably won't listen to this because I don't like to listen to the sound of my own voice afterwards. Okay. So I'm just going to remember this in, so in my memory. Heart. Yes. Well, thanks for being here and I love you. Anytime. Love you. I hope you all loved that conversation. I did. It was fun to just sit and talk to her, to be reminded of how things started. Um, 
you know, I love what she said in the very beginning when she talked about she worked at that flower shop down in Athens and um, just had such a passion for it. And she made the comment, you know, I thought, well, I'm still young. And so I'm just going to go try this <laughs> and see what happens. And it just, that's so encouraging to me. And I just, I hope that there's somebody listening that needs to hear that. You know, if there's a dream that you have and you just think, oh, but I don't know about this. I don't know about this. And you're kind of sitting on it, you know, take the chance. You know, she didn't sit on it for very long. She didn't, um, you know, give a lot of time to be talked out of it or whatever. She just went with it and was like, well, you know, what do I have to lose kind of? And I love that. I love that attitude. It's who she is. It's how she is. Annie lives her whole life that way. Um, but I appreciate that in the business realm. And um, I just want to encourage you to go check them out. If you've never been, then let me tell you, they're chocolate covered strawberries. I mean, I will shout, shout it from the rooftops. They are the best of the best of the best of the best that I've ever had. So if you have never had them, run and go get you some. Um, they're gourmet apples. Phenomenal. Run and go get you one. <laughs> um, and then go check out their Dirty Pop stand. She explained in the podcast what all that is. Uh, go check it out. It's a really neat setup that they have over there. And uh, so stop by and check that out. They are located at 90 West, I'm sorry, 90 West 2nd Street. And um, so go check them out. You can follow them on social media and just go check, check them out. And if there's something there that you haven't tried yet, try it because everything that they have had ever uh, has just been phenomenal. So thanks for joining us for this podcast today. Look forward to seeing you next week for uh, the last part of this with my last partner. And um, I hope that you guys are enjoying this. I think it's been fun to hear how different businesses have started and to hear the heart behind the business owner. And so I'm enjoying it and I hope you are too. So have a fantastic week and I will see you next week for another episode of Pour It Out.